Hello everyone. This is Sunday the 4th of April 2021 and welcome to a visit to the other side with Core Paranormal NZ. I am your host George Shields and here in Palmerston North at the moment our weather is reasonable with cold starts for most of these mornings with clear days. But today it's not the case, it's a cold start and it's quite cloudy. So, okay, just a reminder to us that our winter weather is just around the corner. Of course, this weekend is Easter weekend, and for many of you out there, you will be having a well-earned break and celebrate with the family of Easter time. And for those of you around the world that you have not reached Sunday yet, I hope your Easter Sunday goes well. I woke up this morning with a very colourful egg on my bedside table and on the label it says there is hokey pokey chocolate coated candy inside. Oh yum! I'm not a chocolate person but I will enjoy eating it later. Now I would like to remind everyone that some of the views and opinions on the show are mine. And I'm aware you may not or may not be the same as yours. And that is fine by me. I have no problem with anyone that holds different views or opinions to mine. That is, it is your right it is called democracy. That might sound a little political to you, but at the end of the day it is true and I am not a politically minded person. Today I thought I would, well it would be a good idea to talk about how we as a group decided on our best approach about training and that being training for all subjects in the paranormal world and possible future investigations. One has to look at it with an open mind in my opinion But also, if need be, your, some of your co-investigators may need a bit of support and maybe show a little bit of guidance. As I'm the lead investigator for our team, I'm ultimately responsible for our team members' safety and the integrity of the, our investigations with the client's interest in mind foremost. 
I take this role only so far as I do not see the need for me to force my opinions on any of our team members. I like them to evolve on their own terms within reason. But I do outwardly show full support towards any methods that may be adopted at the time. Keeping in mind, within reason. I would like to explain where I'm going with this. For instance, one of our earlier investigations, we invited another team to join us on an investigation. Now on this investigation, we, that being Corey and Zed, we had two new team members with us. And this was their first investigation. And as always, I only interfere when I have to. As I have already stated, I prefer each team member to develop and show any skills they may have. Now the weather on this night was slightly overcast and dry. So the overall weather conditions were good. And on our side of the investigation, we set up our equipment. The usual stuff, DVRs, passive infrared motion detectors. I distributed everyone with EMF meters to all our team members. We had several IR thermometers, also one of our handheld thermal imaging cameras and numerous other recording audio recorders scattered all over the place. Also one of my favorite grassroots pieces of investigative equipment, we had set up some Sony night shots as well. This is because I, I like the portability of them and you never know when you need to record in one of those possible out-of-the-way areas where it is not feasible to set up a DVR camera. So we had a reasonable amount of equipment to cross-reference any event that may occur on this investigation. Now about an hour or so into the investigation, both of our team members were interested in inspecting a closed doorway. And at that stage they were not aware that the wind had gone up. And it outside, it's you know, it wasn't blowing, it was it was a breeze. They were wondering why this door seemed to be rattling in the door jam 
and they thought they could hear a pattern forming in the rattle. Now I want them both to come to their own conclusions on this rather than me intervening. And I think it is, it's very important in anyone's training to look into anything that seems to be unusual and take it as far as they can. In my opinion, this is how people learn. It's how investigators learn regardless of how minor the anomaly may be as it is the only way to learn. Now the point I'm coming to is that the other team that we had invited started laughing at our new team members. And before I could intervene and stop them from this behaviour, they were calling out to our New teammates, you're fools, it's only the wind causing that. That's the sort of behaviour I just cannot stand. They were there to learn, it was their first experience. They would have come to that conclusion themselves, without having to be ridiculed. I am not sure about those of you out there, that lead teams or investigations, but I'm sure you would not permit this sort of behaviour towards your fellow teammates. One has to start somewhere, and this was their beginning lesson, a rattling doorway. Regardless of the cause, I wanted them to come to that conclusion themselves. I won't go into how I dealt with the other group, but that is the only time that Core NZ have had any interaction with any other paranormal investigation group as far as invites go. Anyway, I'll back off from that. Getting back to training methods, I have found over the years that this method of letting individual team members evolve on their own terms, in my mind, in my opinion, has been very successful. Other than showing team members on how to set up and operate our equipment, the rest of their talents come from within themselves, with the odd piece of guidance only on request from the actual team member. There has been the odd instance that a team member has asked for some guidance and input into what they are doing or what they are trying to achieve. I am pleased to say that 
any one of our other members, including myself, have always shown support towards any other team member, new or seasoned, that have asked for some help or support. There's nothing wrong with it. Seasoned investigators, we're all, regardless how many investigations we have been on, we are all still learning. The paranormal throws something at Curly at us every time. They throw that curveball and you go, wow, we didn't see that coming or not like that before. I'd like, I would like to ask, e excuse me, I'm getting a bit tongue-tied. <laughs> it's quite early in the morning here. <clears throat> excuse me. I'd like to ask everyone out there about how they feel about training. I know of a few groups here in New Zealand that does not give any training or guidance towards their prospective investigators. So my question to you out there is, in the structure of things, in respect to being out in the field investigating, what importance, if any, do you place on training or even guidance when it is requested from any team member? Would you laugh at them uh, as if they should know it all already? Or would you have some sort of other reaction? Or would you go, sure, let's have a talk about it or whatever? It all boils down to support and understanding. I know we are all different. We all hold different opinions or different views towards our favoured methods while doing investigations. I know I have my favoured method, but I have also learnt that others may not favour my methods. So I realised at an early stage in my investigative career that open-mindedness and understanding play a big part in letting our team develop their own investigative skills as individuals. Therefore, for they are more capable, comfortable, and more trust in what they are doing while out on the field. Over the years, I have noticed that certain individual team members, while evolving into their role as a paranormal investigator, these certain team members show natural talents towards having the gift of being sensitive towards the surroundings they are at at the time. I've noticed these qualities 
as gifts, as they are actually approaching the investigation through different eyes than to say mine or some of the other investigators. Now I think this talent comes out naturally, I like to call it a gift. And these individuals who may never have known they held this gift. This could be because they are allowed to be themselves, evolve at their own pace while investigating and being a team member at Core Paranormal NZ. We do not pressure cook. I know of a few, I won't mention the names, but um, yeah, I would hate to be uh, a member of their team. It's one in particular I'm thinking of because they, I, they do, they pressure cook. They go through a lot of investigators. Anyway, the other side of investigating, that being other than the sensitive side, is the side I'm on. As I have stated before, I hold no gift in that direction, but I do depend on technology. There are others in our team that are in the same way, but we also hold a thirst and a passion for searching the world of the paranormal. And when I say the paranormal, it is not just spirit paranormal realm. We investigate all subjects that fit into the paranormal slot or the paranormal world. For instance, around the world, there will be those of you out there that may be, oh, let's say, UFO enthusiasts or researchers. You may class yourself as a researcher. There's nothing wrong with either. Either research, just, yeah, look, I call, we call our group, um, a research group, that's because we used to compile a lot of data for TAPS because we were their representatives here in New Zealand for quite some time. Now, others search for Sasquatch, in other words, Bigfoot, or depends what part of the world you're in, what you call them. To name only a few, these subjects and others like it all fit into the paranormal world. At this stage, I would like to ask everyone out there, what, if any, are your interests and in that being the paranormal world? Is it an interest or do you class yourself as a researcher in the world's collective data.
it would just be interesting to me how you do categorise yourself. You may have already gathered your data and you are still looking for more. I suppose another word for data is evidence. Either expression is relevant as at the end of the day they both come out the same way. If you get a chance and you are that way inclined, please, by all means, contact me by email. My email address is on the show description, but I will give it to you verbally now. That is nz at gmail.com. We would really like to hear about what you have found, maybe some interesting stories or details, or even the amount of work that it takes for you to perform your hobby or research, whichever the way you would like to describe it. I think it is interesting and needs to be mentioned that the layman on the street may not have the time or the interest in looking into this realm in the way of researching and so forth. And they may not know the amount of effort in the way of physical work, the countless hours that it that is put in, and maybe even personal expenses. Regardless of which subject from the paranormal realm or world, whichever you would like to call it, as each of them at this stage hold so many hidden and unknown surprises. I know speaking for us that every investigation holds something new. Regardless of which subject we are investigating at the time. For instance, we have done several investigations on UFOs. Now, this is an ongoing, it's in an area known as UFO Alley. Now that is in the North Island of New Zealand. And this is situated along the Napier Taupo Road. As I say, that is in the North Island of New Zealand. From where I live, this particular area is about a three hour drive. I must say at this point, from a UFO point, we do not have much in the way of data, or for the want of a better or other description, any much evidence. When it comes to UFOs, mostly we have had members of the public approach us via email and or with both through word of mouth. via telephone conversation, which is usually, all of these are 
within reason followed up via a visit. And most of these people have some very impressive photographs and descriptions of eyewitness accounts with this phenomena. Even with all our equipment, we have only a few snapshots of some lights in the sky that seem to be behaving in an unfamiliar way. Just like any other investigation, you have to do, have to be there at the right time, and you are hoping that that particular time is the right time. But it hasn't been so for us in this respect with uh, UFO Alley. This excuse me, my microphone. Excuse me. <clears throat> this particular area, we have been investigating it for at least five years, on and off. It hasn't been full on, but when we've had the time, and off we go. And it is, and it is still an ongoing investigation. Uh, we have plans on carrying that on. And I think it will be for many more years to come. I would really like to hear from anyone out there that has witnessed this phenomena firsthand. Maybe one of your family members or friends. You may want to talk about the experience or how it has affected you or someone else that you know. This may be, it could help other people in some way. That they may have gone through a similar experience. They may get some consolation in the knowledge that others have been through this as well. I know that when UFO sightings are reported, people start looking at you sideways, thinking, hello, what medication are you on? Or have you taken too much? Yes, I know what that's like. It's the same with our main part, uh, the spirit investigations that we do. Uh, we, the, A lot of the members of the public, uh, they just... Well, just put it this way, they're not as open-minded. Anyway, we'll carry on here. I mentioned earlier about Bigfoot. We have no evidence of here of in New Zealand of having anything like that. No eyewitness or even any legends that I'm aware of, of anything like that. Nevertheless, it is still a very important subject as over the years there seems to be increasingly more findings brought forward to the public's attention. And one can only imagine that public opinion on the subject of Bigfoot should be changing towards the positive opinion.
While I have tried to touch on a few subjects from the paranormal world, but I think that investigating each of these subjects would be very similar. All of them need technology to record anything found, which seems to carry more weight than someone saying, Oh, I saw this. Oh, look, I saw that. At the end of the day, that is just hearsay. Where a recorded incident via a camera or some other device would be more believable and easier to present to any would-be client. Also, the dedication, time, and possible expenses that it takes to investigate any part of the paranormal. These, I am sure, our experiences are with all of them. I mention this to show that even though some of the paranormal world seems to be different, they still hold similar investigative styles and efforts. Well, once again, I hope I have left you with food for thought. Don't forget, I would like to hear from you about any of the subjects we have covered. Or maybe you have something new. You may even hold different views and want them to be heard. I don't mind airing them for you or even holding or bringing you on the show to discuss any issues you hold about the paranormal world. But I will say this, it has been within has to be within reason. At this stage, I cannot give any guidelines, but profanities, rudeness, and anything like that are definitely not permitted on any of my shows. But respect and honesty, I will accept by the bucketful. Okay, I think that's enough for this week and I thank you for tuning in and listening to the show I'd like to leave you with my favorite viewpoint as the subject is inherently difficult to approach stay true to the job at hand this is George Shields signing off. Stay safe. Be well. Have a good day.